Still to come, John Walzer. Also, Bruce Barquette, Jackie the Joke Man, Martling. First off, though, uh, New York City landlords are getting a tax break, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Probably not the kind they were hoping for. Here to discuss Al DeGrasse, Pierre Atterbridge, uh, the founder and owner of New York City-based law firm Atterbridge Law. Of course, the practice focusing in on landlord and uh, tenant litigation, as well as uh, transactional matters. The aforementioned Alta Gracia, good to have you, my dear. And this is uh, something regarding landlords getting that tax break. Certainly, while the multifamily developers await uh, kind of a revision of a new tax credit to incentivize uh, office to apartment uh, conversions, state recently signed the tax break into law. Alta Gracia, let's just explain that. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jay. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, so I think um, this is actually a great idea. I'm actually a mother of a preschooler, and I remember when daycares were act- were closed during COVID and running out of PPP money to keep their staff. So I think it's a great idea. I know that the city has in the past used uh, the 421A to convert commercial to residential. Um, I think daycares being prioritized at this point, a lot of them had to close, is actually is a great idea. I still do think, as a New York City person, that homelessness remains at an all-time high. So um, 421A is, um, was very well welcomed, but there should also be some emphasis on homelessness as well as daycares. But, of course, homelessness is, is what I do, right? So this is also um, something that should continue to be incentivized by tax breaks. No question about it. It is a problem that has plagued uh, not only the city, but others as well. Uh, so what are we talking about here? We're talking about Altagrass continuing to increase uh, the number of child care facilities. And that's what it's all about. So uh, it will provide landlords who build these spaces. We're talking about child care spaces, folks, uh, to receive a tax credit, correct? That's correct. It's 7 to $15 off your tax bill, and it's a small incentive. It's a total of um, 200, uh, I think it's 25 million, Jay. It's a small incentive, I think it's 25 million is the top. But what it'll do is reduce the tax um, the tax bill of, of these, um, of the qualifying, um, I, I actually wanna read the article to tell you the exact numbers, but um, I wanna review the article again. But it'll reduce your taxes from seven to $15 at max, um, and give me a second. I'm going to give you the exact numbers. All right. Uh, you do that. So, That's important stuff. Sure. It's, but... a, it's a rebate of 225000 right? That's a maximum rebate you would get. The cap is $25 million on the incentive, which is rather low, right? But it, it's something for folks who've never had to, um, any tax incentives before. Incredible. Um, so, you know, I was reading an article there is a nonprofit out there. Got the name of it. Uh, it provides services to a lot of New Yorkers, Shelter and they off. announced its closure, budget cuts, contract payments that were overdue. But uh, all in all, uh, there are a lot of programs uh, across this country that have closed over the last couple of years. Financial strains, pandemic, and everything else, uh, all in play. And based on the lack of support, and this is what we're talking about here, right? Yeah, so it's called Sheltering Arms, right? And Sheltering Arms is a 200-year-old nonprofit, right, that serviced 17,000 New Yorkers. I know a lot of YMCAs as well, which provided uh, child care, uh, were forced to cut their services. 
right? Um, so child care has always plagued America. It has always plagued America, and it continues to be something that, you know, parents have to deal with. And it's a lot, it's as much of an expense as rent, right? Um, close to it anyway. So I think giving, creating more daycares, child care reduces, um, will eventually reduce the burdens on working families in terms of, I mean, slow, slowly but surely reduce the burden on working families in terms of what they pay. Because the more daycares we have, the more competitive the rates will be, obviously. For the building owners out there, if they're going to qualify, what is the key thing in all of this? Is it about remodeling non-child care type spaces, expanding and existing here? What What is the number one priority if they're going to accomplish this? Yeah, so they have to, rem- they have to either remodel or expand their, their, their center, right, to, re- to increase their capacity. That's basically it. They also have to apply, obviously, right? And the window to apply is very short. They have to apply by March 15 to qualify for July 1, right? So that's really, um, and the program runs um, for only seven years till 2030. Gotcha. So uh, what about uh, revoking the credit? Is there any criteria involved there? Let's say if somebody goes out of business, I would think. Yeah, so if someone goes out of business for 120, um, 180 days, right, more than 180 days, then then or is found to have fraudulently applied or qualified, then the tax credit would be revoked. What a lot of developers find is applying for tax credits is is a very tricky business, right? It's it, it's good money, it's free money, but it also involves a lot of paperwork and keeping up with it involves a lot of paperwork and folks. Folks complained a lot, developers complained a lot about 421A and J51, which are other, other tax credits. It involves a, it, a lot of paperwork, usually involves attorneys, right? Um, so that's, it has a burden, right? The paperwork burden is also heavy. Gotcha. And, of course, you know, we're looking at some sort of a tax stimulus here. And the real estate industry, I mean, let's face it, they haven't uh, gotten a lot, right, out of, out of you know, they, they want their share regarding some sort of a tax break here, correct? Absolutely. I think um, I think developers will never get enough, right? Building housing is, is expensive. Keeping up housing is expensive. Um, having staff is expensive. So the more, and, and homelessness is increasing, let's face it. So um, developers are looking for tax breaks all around. Landlords are looking for tax breaks all around. And we go back to the same topic, right? Which is landlords feel that they were not, you know, they were, <laughs> they were mistreated in the pandemic. They feel that the ELAC program failed them, right? I have a lot of landlords who waived, um, I mean, I have a landlord who waived $300,000, right, in order to simply get their space back because the tenant couldn't pay. So landlords are still suffering. Clearly, tenants are suffering as well, right? Um, homelessness is increasing, so no one's winning. But landlords are clamoring for more tax rates in order to um, make up what they lost. And, and exactly, and let's face it, the governor, Eric Adams as well, and they have both called for a replacement of this uh, 421A, correct? That's correct. And, you know, you look at uh, the, the way you see this thing, folks, is any replacement probably uh, to get some backlash and opposition by the uh, progressive lawmakers. I mean, let's face it, they saw this whole thing, out the grass here, this 421A is kind of a giveaway, right, for the developer? Yeah, 421A was tricky, and it came with, um, it was 
he um of the liberal right i'm gonna say liberal but some um lawmakers saw it as a giveaway because there was there was very although it's heavy in paperwork there was very little enforcement right when we talk about misgiving misleading information right there was little enforcement and they felt like developers got money and no one was watching over them, right, in terms of this tax credit. A lot of the cases we do, Jay, is folks coming to us and saying, hey, my landlord has a 421A, I found out, and I'm supposed to be rent-stabilized or somehow rent-regulated and I'm not, what's going on? And I get to tell them, hey, um, you probably are rent-regulated, you are rent-regulated, but this developer is not following the rules. Even though they received a tax credit, uh, often a 421A, which often with certain rules makes the residents rent stabilized a lot of developers are not following the rules while they're getting the tax credit and folks get frustrated saying well how come they're getting all this money right and um, no one's checking to see if their residents their tenants are being treated the way they're supposed to be treated and i tell them there's no oversight um it's just you know a handshake so on one hand 421a help developers on another hand there's no oversight of course, there's always two sides to the story. There always is. And the last one here, I mean, do you think, based on this, they will attack uh, some of the, uh, the homeless situations in and around the city? Do you think uh, there'll be some sort, you know, of a of a runoff as far as putting a little more focus on that? Absolutely. I know. I know right now, I mean, everything is high, right? Inflation, grocery bills, eggs, everything is super high, so... And I'm, I'm personally seeing a lot more homelessness in the city myself, more than I've ever seen. Um, so I, there are many, many incentives going on. I do believe that um, there are many bills going on, um, at least in New York City, right? I think that 421A will be renewed. I think there's going to be a compromise as there is, as usual. But homelessness is a top priority for New York State in general. Question. Our resident expert, Alta Grass Piana Bridge founder and the owner of the uh, New York City-based law firm uh, Outer Bridge Law. And, uh, of course, the practice, uh, no other, really focusing in on landlord-tenant litigation as well as uh, transactional matters. Keep an eye on this as other things as well. Uh, Always good to have you. Thanks, uh, Alta. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it all.